Hello, hello, Lindsay here. Welcome back to How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast brought to you by these3rooms.com. I am Lindsay Blair, your host and the editor of these3rooms.com and Kitchens, Bedrooms and Bathrooms magazine. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. Are you enjoying the series so far? Please tell me you are. I sure am. And today's episode is another cracker, let me tell you. This week, I am talking bathrooms. The smallest bathroom in the house, in fact. Yes, it is cloakroom time. Or, as you probably call it like I do, the downstairs loo. It might be the smallest bathroom of them all, but this is a space that could have huge potential. And it's a room where you could go a little wild with your decorating choices too. I mean that because I have seen some rather out there cloak rooms in my time. Everything from gold leaf walls, wallpapered ceilings, disco lights and all out pattern clashing. You name it, it's been done. But of course, there are more subtle ways to do it as well. We can't forget the minimalists out there, can we? But as we'll find out from my guest this week, you can have some fun with your design, no matter your design style, while still keeping the space practical as every bathroom should be. There are some great tips to come and I really enjoyed this chat. So let's find out what it takes to really make that downstairs loo shine. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Chantelle L. Shout, who is a very talented interior designer. Hi, Chantelle. Hello. How are you doing today? Thank you. Good. I'm really excited to talk to you today about all things cloakrooms. Yeah. Smallest room in the house, but lots and lots to talk about. I I find that when the bathroom is smaller, it's it's harder. Definitely more difficult. Yes. Everything is on display and visible. So it's really important to get the details right. So let's get into it then. You're faced with a space that's often, you know, a couple metres by a metre. Yeah. Probably, if that. What's the first thing you should think about? Well, generally, you probably have some restrictions in terms of services. So where things could go. Um, You might have a little bit of movement, but generally your toilet or your loo will be in a set position. So it's then designing around that and making sure that it's functional it works and you don't bump into things and just making sure that it looks great. What's the thing that people ask you about most, first of all, when they, they come to you for advice about their, their cloakroom or downstairs loo, as most most of us really call it? It Really, people want, want it to be a bit of a feature because it's somewhere where guests will see probably the first place they see in the house. It gets used all the time, whether it's by the family or guests, people coming in. So they do want it to be super functional, but also have a really nice design to it. And it depends on the people who live in the house, whether they've got young children, whether they're more grown up, what kind of look we go for. So people start often about the look. Yes. Rather than the function, which I know designers always say function first for bathrooms, don't they? Well, I think we kind of design it with that in mind. So we always think about the feel of the room. Do we want it to be quite moody and dark or do we want it to be really fun? And then it's sort of designing with that in mind, making it a really functional space. Yeah. We've said how small of a room it is, just typical of a downstairs loo. But you still need to fit a lot in there. You need the toilet, you need the basin, you need possibly some storage, mirror, heating, probably, you know, all of the things that you'd have in a larger bathroom. Obviously, you don't have a shower or a bath in there, but the rest, you have to get into this very small footprint. So what do you think about first? You mentioned the loo. Yeah, so I would normally go with a wall hung loo. I think that's a great option for a cloakroom. Um, it lifts it off the floor, so it gives a 
bigger illusion of space. You can see the whole of the floor. It's also much nicer for cleaning, easier to clean. And there are great options now for concealed systems, which are very slim. So that doesn't take up a lot of space. The other thing I would say is probably offer a compact loop so it doesn't stick out too far. And then you've got more space to play with for the rest. There's some really great cloak from basins on the market these days. Um, I think we were quite limited for a few years, but there's some lovely designs now. So that's probably the next thing and quite a statement piece that we would choose. And then we would design sort of around that. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to ask you about all the different elements and what we should consider about every different element that goes in next. Because it's such a small space, you always need to consider it more. But I'm thinking about my own cloakroom and it's fairly... I mean, it's only probably about two metres, if that, by less than a metre. It's quite long and narrow, which I feel is limited in what you can do. And that's pretty typical, isn't it, in terms of the shape? But you can still fit storage in there and you can still make it feel bigger by using a few tricks. So with the basins, I would always go for something quite shallow. You can get something really rounded or oval, softer shapes, which is very on trend now, so not sort of hard, square. And also in a small space, that's great because if you do bump into it, it doesn't hurt as much. And then you can design really shallow storage, which is still really good for things like loo paper and extra bits, cleaning products. A great place to put storage is above the loo because whether you have a concealed system or you have just a visible one, you do have space above there. So that's a good place to put something. Yeah. Is it better when we talk about the basin mm-hmm. to have a basin with a small sort of vanity underneath it yeah. or to have more of a freestanding basin? I'm thinking in a small space, if you're you're sitting on the toilet, yeah. which you know is what you do when you go in there, you don't want to be knocking your legs on things, do exactly. you? Exactly, yeah. I prefer not to have anything underneath the basin, but rather off to the side or above the loo. So you don't, exactly for that reason, don't knock into it. Yeah. <laughs> of course, if you have got the space, you, you mentioned there's so much products available exactly. now. You could have a tall vanity if, yeah. with storage underneath yeah. if you have enough clearance. Exactly. Right. People always think that the loo has to be centred to the room. But actually, if you just put it slightly offset, you create a bit more depth for that storage. Don't worry about having the loo completely centred to the room. Do we want to be moving the loo? Um, generally, you probably won't be able to because of a soil pipe location. <clears throat> there might be a little bit of movement, but most cloakrooms tend to be long and skinny, like you said. And so therefore, the best place for the loo is at the back of the room and you wouldn't really put it anywhere else. Yeah. And if you do, you know, if it is centred and you think I slightly want it off centre, is that a big job? Because I know we, well, I often talk about if you move the plumbing and you move the waste for the yes. loo particularly, that's yeah. quite expensive to yeah. do. If you just move it ever so slightly, is that a more cost-effective way of doing it? Yeah, it shouldn't really. I mean, you can just get like a connector or something that you would literally extend it a little bit. So it shouldn't be having to redo all the plumbing. That's really interesting because, you know, even that small change could free up like an inch or so even to allow you to have a basin that you really want or just that extra bit of storage. Yeah, okay. What about the other things? So you mentioned looking for shorter toilets yeah shorter projection yes. basins yeah. does that apply to taps as well yes yeah, so you would generally have a short spout tap in a cloakroom and again I do like to have them wall mounted but it depends on the wall that you have whether you can do that another option is to have it side deck mounted so it doesn't stick into the room it's sort of on the side 
that's a better way of making use of the space. And would you have that on the side of, say, the wall or if it was on like a, a platform or something? So on the basin itself, right. yeah, so side mounted. Why is that better? I mean, it does obviously still protrude out a little bit. And if you put it on the wall, it, it's going to extend too far out. So that becomes a problem where you have limited width in yeah. the room. What I often find in, in cloak rooms, because the everything's smaller and obviously products are designed specifically for that space to yeah. be smaller. But one thing that I find actually quite annoying is really shallow basin where actually you're washing your hands and everything's splashing yes. and you can't actually fit both hands mm. in comfortably. Yes, I think that used to be the problem, but there are such good basins on the market now where you get actually a bigger bowl and space to wash your hands. But very important to choose the right tap because if the tap is too big, then you will get that splashing. And if it's got good flow with an aerator, which creates a softer flow of water, then the water doesn't splash everywhere. You mentioned storage as well. Behind the loo, yeah. great place. So if yeah. you if you do have a slightly odd shaped room, which often they do because plumber requirements are often like yes. boxed in, aren't they? Which exactly. then can create sort of a void. Yeah. Is that the sort of ideal place to have built-in storage? Exactly. So you can recess it into a, a niche or into the stud work. And so it becomes very minimal, but provides great storage. Yeah. Can you conceal that in any way yeah, so that it doesn't become obvious storage? Exactly. So we've done it where we've done flush doors painted the same colour as the wall, or you can wallpaper them so they blend in with the wall. Sometimes we've done mirrored cupboards as well. So that becomes another way of kind of making the room feel a bit bigger. I love the idea of doing the mirror because actually then that negates the need for a mirror elsewhere. Exactly. You can do a really fun feature on the wall, whether it's a textured wallpaper or patterned. I'm going to come on to the design a bit because I think it is, you know, for such a small space, you can really go big, can't you, on your decor. (laughs) What else is there to consider then? What about the lighting in this space? Because if you haven't got a window in there... So, I mean, because it's a small space, you don't need lots of different lighting so if you wanted to have a feature light which a lot of people do you could have a really nice pendant light depending on your ceiling height or a couple of wall lights or you can make them little pendant so hanging down either side of the basin um another thing that is quite nice if you can add it is low level sensor lighting so if you're passing in the night or you want to go to the loo in the night but don't want to have all the lights on that is just a very soft light that comes on to give you guidance. That's nice. That's yeah. a nice idea. So you can still have, you know, yes. create that sort of mood. Exactly. Rather than it being a really yeah. bright, right. harsh light. Yes. Yeah. What about bathroom light? I talk a lot about bathroom light and how you have to choose specific lights yes. for the bathroom because they have to be protected against yes. water ingress yes. um, to make sure they're safe essentially yeah. so you're not going to get electrocuted. Exactly. And you, um, I often tell people to look out for the IP rating. Does that apply in a cloakroom as well? A little bit, just around the basin. So there is usually an arched curve with measurements and guidance of where you should put um, at the minimum distance that any lighting, so wall lights, for example, should be away from the basin. Um, but you're not as restricted in a cloakroom because you don't have a shower, humidity or a bath. So it's a bit more free. Okay, so you probably have a wider range exactly. of options in terms of the style of yes. light. The bathroom lighting market now is brilliant, actually, yes. isn't it? Because there is so much choice yeah. now. I think a few years ago, it was very limited. limited. <laughs> and now you can get a really trendy looking yes. lights. They're fully protected against exactly. water. I want to know from you what clever tricks you use in your projects and any favourite tricks that you use to make the most of a yeah. cloakroom. 
one of the nicest things that we've done is doing like putting a mirror basically the the width of the room so especially in a narrow room that creates a lot of depth and makes it feel a lot bigger and that doesn't have to be a completely bright mirror it can be smoked it could be antique mirror so it just softens it down and it makes it feel a little bit more vintage and then using pretty lighting so that's sort of like the jewelry to accessorize the room we do also quite like using color and moody colors because it's especially for people who are scared to use color elsewhere in the house this is somewhere that they can really sort of go wild and you know try something because even if you don't like it it's really small room to have to repaint yeah. <laughs> but if you haven't got a window yes or you know if you have got a low level light or more decorative lighting yeah. how do you get around that use of darker shades it's a different look people always think if i don't have any natural light i can't use dark colors i think almost the opposite embrace the darkness the fact that you don't have any natural light and make it moody and feel quite sort of warm and cozy mm-hmm. instead of trying to make it light and bright do you have any project examples that you've done that really stand out yeah we've used some really fun wallpapers we've had a flocked velvet leopard print wallpaper Ooh, like wow. all over the wall i mean that is step <laughs> yeah really fun and we've had a jungle print wallpaper as well which is great um we it depends on where the room is and where it comes off but we usually try and continue the flooring from the hallway into the cloakroom if you're retrofitting and you can't do that then you could do a really fun pattern floor for example or a mosaic floor can work quite well yeah you can be really bold can't you and I often see people who you know it's almost like they've unleash that in inner interior designer when they've come to do their cloakroom because you know they might have not played it safe but been a little bit more safe in in the other larger areas of the home and then you open the door to the cloakroom and it's like wow okay (laughs) yeah this is your bold side so I guess you're all for that by the sounds of it definitely go for it you mentioned the floor if you've got something really exciting going on on the walls Do you keep the floor simple? Exactly. So that's where it's really nice to continue whatever flooring you have from the hallway or coming from outside. Um, So you have that continuity. And again, it sort of makes the overall space feel a bit bigger. And then you can go bolder on the walls. Would you ever pattern clash the floor and the walls? Um, You could, depending on how bold you want to go. But there's some really beautiful mosaic floors or pattern floors out there now. Um, and maximalism is, you know, quite big. Lots of people are going for that. So you could really go all out and do it all. <laughs> okay, well, I'd be interested to see that. <laughs> as I'm, I'm thinking about what I want to do to my cloakroom because I've not long um, yes. lived in my house. And um, I definitely want something bold in there. Yeah. Um, but I haven't quite decided what yet, oh. what colour, but I'm thinking a wallpaper. Yes. Some really fun wallpapers to look at and choose from. Cole and Sun is one of our favourites. They do some really good ones. And you can create a bit of a theme, which is quite nice. What sort of theme do you mean? So they have, specifically, Cole and Sun do the Sabuti, which is sort of African safari, or you could have a textured wallpaper, which is Philip Jeffries, do really beautiful vinyl or seagrass cloth coverings. So it's whether you wanted to make it sort of will traveller look 
or like a little boutique hotel or you wanted to be more members club than quite smart and moody then you would go for that sort of textured wallpaper and really smart fittings mm. if i'm designing a clock room then or anyone listening is thinking about doing theirs where should i start when i'm thinking about the look that i want to create do i get all the samples and you know yes. do I stick them up on the wall what exactly. should i do so i would definitely say get lots of samples and that's the best way of seeing it in the space and playing with colors and Most people find that they're drawn to something very early on. And while you might look at lots of other things, that tends to be the way that you go. So it's sort of that gut instinct. When you see something, you go, oh, I love that. And it's finding that one thing. And then it's very easy to build on the rest of it and sort of making it all come together. Yeah. And quite often what I find is, you know, you'll see a really wacky wallpaper, which is beautiful or textured, as you say, or even a really bold colour that you don't want to use in the other areas of the home but you still love it and you just can't hold on to this sample because you love it so much but you think no 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 it's too much to go on this massive wall in the kitchen or living room or wherever and actually the downstairs bathroom could be the ideal place the little jewel in the house and to surprise whoever uses it yeah and now we are talking about cloakrooms in terms of people who already have one and in fact any dwelling that's been constructed since 1999 will likely have a downstairs loo because of accessibility and just the way that our homes are are built in more modern times um but what about if you live in an older house and you don't have a downstairs loo or cloakroom already in there where where can you site one if you want one so it is probably again going to depend on where the soil pipes are running through and you probably will only do this if you're doing quite major restructural or structural work so ripping things out and i think that's kind of yeah the most obvious time when people do it i would generally say off the hallway is the best place to put it so not off a room, you don't want to, you know, obviously have an entrance where you're in the kitchen and somebody goes into the loo or a lot of the time people put them under the stairs. So you could do that if you don't have access to the cellar, you just have a space under the stairs um, or you could create a new room that is facing the hallway, but it probably would carve out some space in your kitchen if that's the sort of layout mm-hmm. that you would have. Now, under the stairs, that's a great idea because, I mean, I don't know about other people, but that generally becomes a bit of a dumping ground. (laughs) But what about the slope of it is the first thing that comes to my mind. Is that a really tricky place to to put a cloakroom in? How do you work around that? I mean, it still works. You just have to be a bit mindful about the overall size. Generally, it tends to be a bit narrower than you would normally have it because obviously you're restricted by the width of the stairs. And then with a loo, the nice thing that you can do is you can put the concealed system in the lowest part of it. So you use that sort of dead space. And then you just have to make sure that the loo is positioned where you can comfortably stand up or sit down. Mm -hmm. Would you, I'm thinking, you know, the really narrow part of where it really slopes down onto the floor. Would you almost box that in? Yeah, definitely. You would, generally people wouldn't use that as part of the cloakroom. You could either use that as storage access from the hallway or yeah, but not part of the cloakroom. Storage is a great idea because obviously you've got to factor in the fact, if you do have a downstairs cupboard under your stairs, you've got factoring where you're going to put that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you can amalgamate storage into the yeah. cloakroom design, that'd be 
brilliant. And then what about other ways? So um, I've seen people who have created a utility room and they might section off a part to have a a cloakroom in there. Yes. Is that a good idea? Yeah, you could do. I think it would be nice to have a separation if you can. Um, Again, I think laundry rooms and utility rooms get used so often and they, you know, like the real work also of the house. So to, to have a divide or a, a separate door to the loo would be a good idea. Because mm-hmm. also something to consider is very, you know, we don't talk about this type of stuff a lot, but the acoustics. Exactly. You don't yeah. want to be, you know, go to the loo yeah. at the end of the day yeah. and be right next yeah. to the kitchen diner. Exactly. Um, so I guess things like, you know, thinking about the soundproofing yes. of that new room are, yeah. are critical. What can you do to get around that? Well, you could definitely use soundproof boards on the walls, the blast board. I would put a really solid door on it. Generally, sliding pocket doors tend to be not as good as a hinge door would be, for example. That's interesting because we often say sliding pocket doors, use them because they help to save space. They are great for space saving. But yes, they have sort of their little drawbacks. Do they have gaps? Is that why? Yeah, exactly. They're sort of slightly more gappy and the doors tend to be not maybe not quite as solid. What about the size of the cloakroom? Obviously, we are talking about a small space, as we've said many times. Yeah. If you are creating a new cloakroom, is there a minimum size that you yeah. need to work to? I would say as a good rule, um, you know, metre by 1.4 is probably the minimum that you could get away with. And what sort of things can you, like, that will get you the basics in there, will Yeah, it? so it would give you a loo and a small hand basin and a little bit of storage, but nothing extra you want to have loads of storage in there but it gives you a good working space i guess you could use things like baskets you know if you haven't got built-in exactly. storage you could always have a pretty basket on the side or extra louver or one you know hand towels i love this trend for using non-bathroom things exactly. in the bathroom so baskets are yes. a great example i see people putting artwork in their bathrooms yes. now yeah. you know mirrors that are more like traditionally living room mirrors exactly. or bedroom mirrors but putting them in the bathroom because they're just yeah. they look great and i think the loo downstairs loo is sort of place place to be a bit tongue-in-cheek with your artwork as well um lots of people have little achievements that they want to display and you know a lot of the time that's a nice little place to put something up on the wall yeah you, i've definitely seen some tongue-in-cheek <laughs> yeah. things that you can put in the downstairs yeah. it's quite funny it brings out the personality exactly. of the, the person living in the house if you are a guest and you you go into their bathroom and they've got a cheeky piece of art yeah. or like a, a typographical print or something yes. you, you get to know a little bit exactly. about their humor don't you <laughs> yeah it's funny. Um, but obviously if you are creating a new bathroom you do need to think about the plumbing requirements and you know the the structural requirements that yeah. you know will cost money to create exactly yeah. yeah so like any bathroom project if you are creating a cloakroom yes you have to speak to your builder or your contractor that you're using and to make the best use of the space and obviously making sure that they advise you on where services are so you can make the right decisions Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Now, is there anything that we should avoid when designing a cloakroom? Oh, yes. And you mentioned this before. It is that having the basin overlapping the loo. So every time you sit on the loo or you stand up, bumping into it. So just be really conscious of 
about the size of basin and where the loo is positioned so you don't have that because it can be very annoying. Obviously, you, you then need to think about who lives in the house and how tall they are. Exactly. So should you work off the tallest person? Yes, we would definitely say that. And again, you know, when you have small children, for example, who might not be able to reach the taps, um, we always try and have a little step somewhere so that they can get up easily and wash their hands when they need to. So it's sort of, yeah, you have to think about everyone who lives in the house. Yeah. So the biggest mistake is if you're bumping into things, basically. Yes, exactly. Okay. And what about, I ask everybody who comes on the podcast for their golden rule. What is your golden rule for good bathroom design? Draw in every detail. Everything from your loo roll holder to the tile size that you're using and don't leave it to chance or for the tiler to make his own decisions. How do, how do you do that yourself? I mean, you can hand draw them. There are lots of other ways to do them now. Um, I think people use different little programs that are free on the internet. Um, otherwise, you can get a designer. I mean, there's lots of designer who, designers now who do remote design and they do online packages. So they're quite cost effective. Um, but they will do visuals for you to be able to see the space. And I think that is really, really important because you can then visualise it before you make um, and invest in key pieces. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it is a small room. Yes. And we did say, you know, if you do change your mind, it's, you know, it's not the end yeah. of the world in terms of affordability. Exactly. But at the same time, if you plan ahead and you know yes. exactly what you're going to get and what you want yeah. you know you're, you can do it right the first time you do it right the first time yeah. and then you you love it yeah. and it is that sort of jewel in in your house and you can take people in and say look what I've done in exactly. here look how bold I've been <laughs> yeah yeah great no that's lovely thank you so much there's some really it's great tips in there and so thank you for coming on the podcast thank you really enjoyed chatting to Chantelle about cloakroom design. She had some really great words of wisdom there. And who knew you could chat so much about the humble downstairs toilet? Well, there you go. Of course, going bold with your deco is a personal choice. And if you want to go for something more subtle, well, then that's great too. It's all about you. It's your home at the end of the day. But I did love what Chantelle said about pushing the boundaries slightly and trying out new ideas that you might not necessarily do in another larger room. And at the end of the day, for such a small room, if you don't like it, it's not going to cost the earth to change it. So have a go, I say, why not? That's it for this week. Thanks as ever for joining me. Get in touch with me over on hello at these3rooms.com if you have any feedback or any questions about your project. I'd love to hear from you. And I do hope to have you back again next week for more of How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast.